When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. From that day on, we was always together. Mackey and Judd. Like peas and carrots. On 1500 ESPN. Before we dive into the biggest win of the season for the Wolves yesterday, Dave Harrigan at the NFL Tampering Update Desk. How much time left until teams and agents and players can ditch their burner phones? This is very exciting. We are now under one hour, boys. We are exactly (laughs) 58 minutes and 17, nope, 16, nope, Nope, 15 seconds away. Ah, Football. Happy tampering period. One hour away. (laughs) More or less. Yes. This uh, is so exciting right now. 651-646-8255. Think about the genius. They've created two days that they call legal tampering. Dude, it is and, and football fans, including us, completely buy it. It is amazing. Well, it is. I think what's what's fun for Vikings fans here is this is this is a position quarterback that's always in flux for this franchise. Are you going to draft somebody? Yes. Who's the next? Who's the next veteran free agent? Brett Favre, Warren Moon, that's going to come in here. And and so even though this has been an annual thing for like twenty or thirty years, where you're not quite sure who the quarterback's going to be. This is the this is probably the most interesting pool of available candidates when you have Kirk Cousins in his prime oh, and yeah. Teddy Bridgewater. It's just it's a juicy juicy time to be an NFL and Vikings fan. Do you think when when executives at the league office sit down and talk about this stuff, do you think that they take it seriously or laugh? Let's start something called the legal tampering period. I think they take it seriously. The schedule, I really do. It's really popular. Let's move it into a primetime show and know that people will watch for two hours in primetime. I don't think the NFL does tongue-in-cheek. I, I think, it, I I think they think are you're right. super self-important. But, but wouldn't you love to sit down and see them meet and say, what can we do? I mean, we're already the most popular sport in on the planet, basically. What can we do? How about legal tampering? Well, no, they do that, but they're not like they're not... Laughing about no, it. No, I know, it's, but it's but that, if that's what your question. But is. it's just hilarious. Uh six five one six four six eight two five five. Let's take a call from Paul here. You're on the show, Paul. Hi, I've got a question about Philip Rivers. Um, I think he's a good quarterback. Um, San Diego's going nowhere. Philip Rivers has been there his lifetime, but would the Vikings or the Chargers entertain an offer? for trading Philip River to the Vikings. Reckless speculation. Yes, Paul. Love the reckless speculation. It's your guy too, Mackie. Um, you love this guy. Love the reckless speculation. So the Chargers might be the best team in that division now if you account for the Chiefs. You know, Alex Smith is gone. They're going to go with a second-year quarterback. Uh, Derek Carr and the Raiders took a step back, and Denver's looking for a quarterback. So 
the Chargers almost made the playoffs, and Phillip Rivers was really good last year. Mm-hmm. So from the Chargers' standpoint, I think they make another run or two here in the next couple of years with Rivers. If I'm the Vikings and whiff on Kirk Cousins, would I have interest in a Phillip Rivers for like a year or two? I love Phillip Rivers. There was a ton of interceptions, but I think he's still one of the best seven or eight quarterbacks in the NFL, just pocket passers. But there's almost no way that a Chargers team ready to make the playoffs would be willing to trade their franchise quarterback. And if you traded... But that's some amazing reckless speculation by Paul. But if you traded for him, they would want what back? At least a first-round pick? I mean, in in the case of Cousins, you're spending a ton, but there's no compensation price for the most part. It's Yeah, money. Well, money is the compensation. Yeah, so... You have to pay Phillip Rivers a lot of money, too. So at 11.01 today, is your first call back to Kirk? Or did you breathe? Do you call Drew first? Say, hey, Drew, just checking in. Rick Spielman here from the Vikings. Hmm. Just, che- I just, you know, just want to see where things stand with that contract with you and the Saints. So let me answer your question with a question. If you did call Drew Brees first, yeah, and you waited till like ten after the hour to call Kirk Cousins, would that offend Kirk Cousins that you didn't pick up the phone? A non-burner well, phone. The Jets probably right at the first second that you could. The Jets probably beat you to the call then, but of course you you do offer the opportunity to quarterback a team that went thirteen and three. I'm sure they've scheduled out like time slots to I'm talk just, to these teams. I'm just saying to back to our conversation on Friday. You know the breeze call. It's got to be made. It does have to. be I mean, made. I, and Absolutely. I'm sure the tampering there has taken place. But you just got to remind him, you know, Drew, if uh, there's any snags with the Saints, we're here for you. Uh, and as of right now, as of 10.06.07 Central Time, Drew Brees has not signed a contract with the Saints. And he's available to at least have conversations mm-hmm. in less than an hour. Mm-hmm. So you, you'd be foolish to not have those conversations, right? Uh, so we are now 54 minutes away from teams being able to agree in terms, but you can't sign a contract. Yeah. Or, like, you're going to have reports of contracts starting in, like, an hour from now. Yesterday... Seven on the clock for Towns. Real physical down low. The fadeaway is Butter. Towns. Little show and go. Floater. Got it back. Nice. He stayed with it. You don't replace Jimmy individually, but the defense, the rebounding, I thought the playmaking, the assists... Uh, taking care of the ball, not turning it over. That's a big part of winning, and I thought we did that. I've got uh, the hot take police on notice here. I think that was, this is Cat's third year in the NBA, and he took over that thing in the fourth quarter. I think that was his signature NBA game. On national TV, Almost three seasons. National TV. Yep. Warriors, obviously, the dynasty Warriors, so the opponent puts it on a different platform. Mm -hmm. And then... Fourth quarter dominance like that, too. If he doesn't hit the fadeaway, if he doesn't dominate the way that he does, they don't win that game. And maybe they don't make the playoffs if they don't win that game. We'll see how the next three weeks play out. 14 points for Cat in the fourth quarter yesterday. Three boards. He was fantastic. And that was, that game, that is why, that that game alone is why you say to yourself, this can be a basketball town. That arena was packed. And if you look, they've they have either sold out the Wolves or come close to uh, selling out lots of games this year, especially of late. That was aside from the Derrick Rose miscues and the the Derrick Rose stint on the floor, which was awful. Yeah, what happened? There? That was I mean, a lot that of fun. Wasn't super shocking, I guess. But well, he got a nice he got a nice ovation. He checks in the game, and he was nowhere near prepared to play. What were okay? What was Tom Thibodeau thinking with a Jamal Crawford, Tyus Jones, Derrick Rose lineup at one point? Where, so Derrick Rose checks in, and I think the Wolves, he checked in for the start of the second quarter. The Wolves were up by 10. It was late first quarter. 
Okay, yeah. so he played like extended a minute in the into the first second. quarter. Yeah, and extended into the second. Wolves were up 11 when he checked in. Yeah. So up 11. <laughs> and down by how much when he And left. down by six when he left. Yes. He played seven minutes. Yes. Six and a half minutes, yeah. Let's look at that final box score line. Why don't we for Derrick Rose? Well, he had two points. Made one of five shots because he jacked up five shots very quickly. He's averaging like a shot per minute. <laughs> he scored it takes his, 38 shots if you play him in a full game. He scored his lone point off his uh, or his points off of a board that he got when Gorgie missed a shot. Uh, he had two assists, including one to Tyus. Turned over the ball twice. 636 of action. And as you just said, yeah. he was a minus 17. And like the yeah, last thing awful. you need, if he's going to be a role player, because he's not going to come in and you're not going to, at least you shouldn't be allowed to dominate the ball. On a team he's just joining with a so, month ago in the you're season. So sure about that? But the, the last thing you need is a guy to come in when you need defense and threes and you need some energy, and a guy is just going to hog the ball and jack up five shots. Yeah, all right, buddy. But but if you look at the blueprint for how the Wolves beat the Warriors yesterday, three things happened. At least three groupings of things happened that I think are repeatable. I think they can control these three factors on a regular basis more often than not. Mm-hmm. Now, side note. The Warriors missing, what was it, 17 threes? They missed a bunch of threes yesterday. They, they did not shoot well. They only shot like 30% from downtown, and Steph Curry didn't play. They so. were 10 of 36 from three. Great yeah. perimeter defense. And they kind of coasted defensively. Yeah, Clay Thompson missed a couple wide-open threes yeah, in the fourth quarter. Clay didn't have a good so, day at all. So like, that's something that if the Warriors are on, you do probably lose yeah. that game. But the things that you could control that, that put you in that position, number one, how about feeding Carl Anthony Towns in the fourth quarter on a regular basis? And just allowing him to shoot the ball as much as as much as he needs to. Mm-hmm. So he so they fed him yesterday, fourteen points, like you said, in the fourth quarter, thirty one points overall on twenty four shots. And I dug this up when he shoots twenty times or more this season, the Wolves are four and one, with wins over Golden State and Oklahoma City, and then the other two wins are blowouts against Chicago and Phoenix, where you're up by like twenty points and and the game was not in question. So that's number one, just. You get one of the best players in the NBA, feed him. Yeah. He's incredible. He should have, yeah. Let him dominate and feed him. All right. Uh, number two is a collective grouping of the role players when they're active and not just stagnant. So if you, you were at the game yesterday. Nemanja Bialica was, he didn't have to shoot a million times, but he was active. He knocked down some threes. The last two games, he's been fantastic. Yep. Rebounding, Boston, passing, really good. Yes. blocked a huge shot with like yes. 30 seconds to go. His defense has, has taken a big step of late, I think. So activity yep. with those role players off the ball. Taj Gibson's always been good at that. But, you know, 10 assists for Teague. Tyus Jones is sort of that straw that, that stirs. And then maybe the most important thing, Andrew Wiggins' shot selection. So it's it, yesterday was a was a great example. He was three of nine from sixteen feet and out, and six of seven from fifteen feet and in. Do we have the soundbite to play from the young man? I saw some dimes. I love my shot, <laughs> so you know. But I just gotta stay aggressive. You know, keep driving, putting pressure on the defense. And, you know, I, my shot wasn't really falling last game, so I told myself just get to the rim early. You know, and get some easy ones and get going. The first part of that quote, if you couldn't understand it, was, I settle sometimes. Now, first of all, not sometimes. You settle a lot. Second of all, it really takes that Boston game for for him to understand. If you, Phil, went to him right now and showed him shot charts, you could say, you settling makes you a non-max play. You're not close. You driving to the rim is a completely different story. If this guy ever gets it through his head that what makes him successful is to be aggressive, 
And I don't mean one out of every 10 games. And I don't mean against Cleveland and Golden State. Mm-hmm. I mean being, it doesn't even have to be every game. But I mean, let's say four out of five games, he's aggressive. It doesn't take anything to be aggressive. He is a different player. Uh, yes. So if if you put all these things together, feeding Carl Anthony Towns, efficient shots from Andrew Wiggins, and then a bunch of role players buzzing around, guess what happens? You can beat the Warriors yeah. on national TV at home. Uh, let's come back. So the brackets are out. Let's come back and uh, talk to an expert here. We're gonna. This is going to be a fun segment when we come back. Also, Derek Falvey at the top of the hour, Twins Chief Baseball Officer on the big offseason they've had. Mackie and Judd from the TCL Broadcast Studios. Mackie and Judd now continue. The sooner the better. On 1500 ESPN. All right, Mackie and Judd. We've got our own bracket challenge at 1500ESPN.com presented by Patio Town and TCL. You can register for free, win cool prizes. Uh, also, we want to direct you here for our next guest, Stucky, actionnetwork.com for everything, uh, filling out brackets, including a one-stop bracket simulator that helps make every choice for you. Now, uh, Stucky, welcome to the show here. You're one of the must-follows on gambling Twitter, and Judd and I take an interest in these sort of things. But first of all, before we dive into the actual brackets and stuff, tell tell our audience your story. So you ditched a 10-year career in finance to work for Action Network, and uh, and you've kind of taken a different path here. I did, yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Um, really appreciate the time. And, yeah, I worked in finance out of college for 10 years, but this was kind of always my passion. I've always done it on the side and knew that this is eventually what I wanted to do. So I made the leap, and here I am today. I don't regret it for a second. This feels like, uh, you know, I think I think Virginia and Villanova are probably going to be the most popular picks and maybe have the best chance to win the NCAA tournament. But uh, how many teams do you think have just a realistic chance to win the whole thing? It, it feels like maybe more than usual, or am I wrong on that? No, I mean, it's... If you just look at the point spreads, for example, I mean, you would normally see more in the 20s, like these one seats favored by 20. I mean, about a third of the spreads in the first round alone are between about a pick and minus two. It's a pretty wide-open tournament. Which, what I think is going to hurt the number of teams that could potentially win it is the way that they're all grouped together. So from a Vegas perspective and a power rankings perspective, three of the best teams in the country are going to be, well, I should say just two of them, are going to be Duke and Michigan State. They were two of the co-favorites all year to win it all. They could face each other in the Sweet 16. And, you know, before the tournament, they were both around 5-1 to one to win it all. Mm-hmm. Winner of that game has to play potentially Kansas. So, you know, then you have Virginia with Arizona and Kentucky. So the way that they're grouped together, I think it does limit the amount of teams that could potentially win it all. There's some brackets that are significantly easier than others but I do think that it's going to be a wide-open, fun tournament. Give me uh, the, the key to bracket success. What are, are fundamentally, as, as people sit down and start to go through through this, what are, are some of the keys to uh, to success? Uh, ask your sister what the pick. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, but um, I think that one of the things that you do want to really look at, and this applies to whether it's gambling or just picking your bracket, is mm-hmm. look at coaches. So coaching can have a huge impact. I mean, I think two of the best coaches in the country are, you know, from an X's and O's perspective, are John Beeline. We've seen him do it in a tournament setting before. Chris Mack. And interestingly enough, Chris Mack and John Beeline, from a, from a gambling point of view, are the only two coaches 
that have covered at least 70% of their games in the tournament since 2005. Wow. Minimum of 10. So it's, a lot of it's going to be about those quick turnaround adjustments. So from the Thursday to Saturday, the Friday to Sunday, can you scheme? Um, and, and there's also, do teams have a unique scheme that they play that's tough to prep for on a quick turnaround? You know, you've seen teams like Baylor in the past have a lot of success in the tournament. They made a couple of Elite Eight runs because of their zone. So teams that run a very like unique zone that teams aren't used to seeing, I think that they, those are some of the things that you can look for to kind of pick some upsets. Uh, and then you need some luck. Yeah. Stucky, how much does – I think people make a big deal sometimes out of travel, where if a team gets to play closer to home, then, uh, you know, then, then the masses might consider that an advantage. Does travel matter to what extent, and what are some other little things here and there that, like you said, if a team has a, a really good zone that, uh, that they can lean on, that might matter. Travel, how much of an impact, and what are some other little things? Yeah, I don't necessarily think the travel means that much to these kids. I mean, with all of the adrenaline, and I actually think sometimes it can work, depending on your coach, it can work in a team's favor. I mean, we saw it with Villanova before when they got disrespected with their location. Um, but you see Calipari on interviews with Kentucky says, ah, oh, they're sending us to here and that no respect. You can kind of play the no respect card, but you also get away from a lot of the, you know, all the friends and family that are around. So I think it actually can play to your benefit. But with these kids in the tournament and the adrenaline, I don't think it's that big of a factor, to be honest. Um, I think it comes down to more about the matchups and and, you know, who you're playing and how you match up with them on a game-by-game basis. Uh, you can follow Stucky, our guest here on Mackie and Judd. It's just at Stucky2 on Twitter from the Action Network, helping us break down brackets here on the uh, Patriot Realty phone line, Judd. Toughest bracket, sir. Wh- which one, in your opinion, is the toughest? I mean, I think you have to say um, by far the Midwest, just because that Duke-Michigan State. And I would even go one step further. This might sound crazy, but there's, I, th- I haven't seen a one seed get this bad of a draw in my life in Kansas, getting 10. I thought 10 was going to be a 14 or 15 seed. For example, Fullerton, who plays Purdue, I would have swore they would have been a 16 seed. But the spread on that game, that, that 10, the Kansas game, and 10's a really good team. They have two bigs. You know, they can shoot the three. They actually are the number two team in the country in defending the three, and Kansas is really three-point reliant. But the thing with 10 is that's, Vegas agrees. They, that spread is 14. That's the lowest hmm. spread in a 1 versus 16 since 2006 when Oral Roberts played Memphis. Um, so even from the start with the 1 versus 16, I think Kansas got shafted. But the fact that you have Kansas there, Duke and Michigan State, which were two realistic title contenders, I think that's the hardest bracket by far. Well, and think about this. Like I'm going to go granularly here, but if it's a 16-point spread, let's say, so let's say it's expected to be around eight in the first half. That's a close game. Like that's if if Penn is within ten or within six if there's some deviation at halftime, now you factor in extra motivation, extra pucker factor for the one seed. So just the game flow could be really interesting and and maybe this is the best chance for a sixteen over a one, Stucky. It's the it's the best chance I've seen in a long time. And you know, I mean, Penn is a really, you know, they're like an, people that are into analytics and sabermetrics. They're a dream because they only really take, Steve Donahue's a great coach. They only really take open twos or threes. They don't take jumpers. So they work into their dual posts and they try to get open threes or easy twos. So if they're hitting their threes, and like I said, they defend the three really well, which is key against Kansas. 
And yeah, the, I mean, the spread now is down to 14. It was at around wow. 15 and a half, 16, which, as you said, if that's, that's a seven at half. All of a sudden, Kansas gets tight. And then, I mean, that, that's some of the most interesting TV that you can watch in the tournament when a one seed is, you know, trailing by one at the half. That's when everyone tunes in and starts to get excited, which I think we could potentially say. How much fun would, would that, that be to finally, after all these years, see that, that happen too, Stucky? Just finally, finally see after all these years a 16 knockoff of one. Well, I'll, I would be even more excited than most because I can tell you, and I hope this, this person's not listening, a kid I went to college with, and this is back in 2008, I made a bet that a one seed would lose by 2020. So we're getting close. To, yeah, so I was excited <laughs> nice work. to see this Yeah, you might have a chance. Of this you got a, f- a few years left here. Um, so, all right, let's two two part question for you. Let's take away the ones and the twos. A three seed or worse that you'd feel most comfortable betting to win it all. I know you already said John Beeline, so Michigan might be in your mix here. And then a double digit seed that you would feel most comfortable betting to get to either the Sweet Sixteen or the Elite Eight. Yeah, I mean, I think Michigan has a lot of value just for the way that they play. Their defense is outstanding and their coaching, as I said. I also think that Gonzaga is really underseeded as a number four. And actually, my projections and a lot of others make – if Gonzaga got to Xavier, and Xavier is the one seed in their region, they would actually be favored on a neutral court over Xavier. And, you know, Gonzaga's playing really good basketball – as far as a double-digit seed that I really fancy, and this might, um, you know, some of your listeners might like this because I believe Zach Lawson, the point guard from New Mexico State, the Minnesota kid, but I really like them. And, and Clemson in their first-round matchup, it's one of the upsets I like more than others. Yeah. They really struggle with long guards. New Mexico State has a lot of length. Now, they're a terrible free-throw shooting team, which could cost them, but I like New Mexico State to make a run. It might end up getting a little trendy, but... Um, those are two that I would point out. Right on. Uh, Stucky, good stuff. Judge, did you have one more thing? Nope, I'm good. Thanks, cool. Stucky. Stucky. Appreciate great it. stuff, man. Uh, TheActionNetwork.com, where you can find more from Stucky. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Uh, that's uh, also on the Patriot Realty phone line all week. All of our guests are going to be brought to you by Patriot Realty. I, I was at the Wolves, so I didn't see it, but I heard the selection show was an absolute disaster. It's worth a segment later. It was that bad, huh? And I, I'm not usually overreaction guy. Like, Twitter mob goes this way, and I... Try to put a little more thought and sure. say, okay, why did they do this? It's right. Turner. It's you know, it they they tried to take something that wasn't broken that a few people on Twitter bitched about for the last couple of years and said we got to overhaul it. Yeah. Oh my God! Like the bracket leaked one time, we have to overhaul it. Most ninety five percent of people are tuning in to see the bracket unveiled. It's not that not tough. the alphabetical order it's, of the teams. It's and not that. It's not that. Tough. We can do it later on, Dave. What do you got next for us and stuff? We can also get into it briefly during stuff because we do have a. Moment that I think Twitter finally said, okay, okay, the, it was horrible before this. <laughs> now we've hit it. Yes. Mackie and Judd from the TCL Broadcast Studios. Mackie and Judd now continue. You've trained for this. You're ready for this. On 1500 ESPN. And this portion of Mackie and Judd is sponsored by Concordia University Online Learning. Get on track to a successful business career with Concordia University St. Paul. Learn online or on campus. Learn more about their business degrees at online.csp.edu. And now, ladies and gentlemen, please rise. Men, remove your caps as we honor America. And the Twin Cities sports scene with the playing of Stuff 
you should know about. Hey, Dave Harrigan. What you got for stuff today? All right, so we brought it up at the very end of the segment. The selection show last night. Greg Gumbel, Ernie Johnson, Kenny Smith, the other guy. I don't even remember who it was. I don't Names remember escaping me right now. Sure. Whatever, it doesn't matter. I got bored after the the like. Once we got to the C's alphabetically, it's like, oh, that's what they're doing. So we announced okay. it mid last week that this is how it's going to be. It's going to be two hours. We're going to just give you the names of the teams, and then we're going to tell you how they fit into the bracket. At that point, everybody said, "This is stupid. This is a horrible idea. Why are we going to watch?" But they watched anyway for two hours, and at some point. They got to see Ernie Johnson get off the main set and go into what appeared to be a sort of studio audience thing. Much people clad in their UNC Tar Heel gear, whatever it was. And all right, Ernie, it's time to shill. Happy to announce it, it is Pizza Hut time. Now that the madness is here, you can order your pizza at PizzaHut.com. And we want to thank the folks at Pizza Hut. They've been serving our crew, and they, they've brought some pies out here. Are, are you going to share any of that Absolutely. action with me right here? Absolutely. Oh, thank you so much. This is awesome. Uh, log on to PizzaHut.com and order away. Mmm. That's good pizza, isn't it, folks? Oh, wow. <laughs> well, a little more enthusiasm. It's good pizza, isn't it? Wow. Wow. Ernie Johnson pretending he likes Pizza Hut pizza and the people aren't buying it. Wow. Uh, mm, good pizza. I think, so Ernie Johnson, props to him, went on Golic and Wingo this morning with a couple fill-in guys and answered like three questions about, and you could you could tell even five minutes into the telecast last night, Ernie Johnson and Greg Gumbel knew that this is a bad idea. <laughs> they probably told him before the show started. Yeah, this didn't is, get listened to. This is not going to be good. And he said this morning, ah, it's, the decision was made by people way above me <laughs> and throwing the suits under the bus. But <laughs> glad he got to eat Pizza Hut live on the air. Yeah, that said, we still get to complain about the bracket, right? Because that's what today is all about. Seth Greenberg. Trey Young is fun to watch. We hyped him as much as anyone. Uh, he's dynamic. He's must-see TV. But that team... The last seven, eight weeks was not a good basketball team. They didn't guard anyone. They turned it over. Their shot selection was poor. They couldn't beat anyone. Jay Billis? You didn't have to watch a single game to do what they did. Not one. Didn't have to turn on TV. Look at the numbers. Yep. That's all they're doing. It's clear. Stupid committee. But there's 68 teams that get in. If you're on the fence at all, you're probably not good enough to win the national championship, right? Matt Billis is great, though. Matt Jay is great. Because he just gets so condescending. He gets so condescending. It's just fantastic. But I mean, okay. This is ridiculous. This committee's awful. So who didn't get in? O- uh, USC didn't get in. Oklahoma Notre State. Dame Notre Dame didn't get in. Get in. And I love upside. Notre Dame. I'm a big yeah. Notre Dame guy. More football than basketball. But Notre Dame ain't winning the national championship. So, all right. So Oklahoma probably won't either. They got in. There's like this bubble discussion every year. The committee should year. be disbanded right now. Yeah. I don't Disband know. the committee. Fire them all. The tournament's still going to be fun. There's 68 teams. Whatever. All right. Let's get back to pizza. Quiz for you guys. What do a pepperoni pizza, a mysterious white powder, Odell Beckham, and an inspiring French Instagram model have in common? Uh, They were all in a hotel room across the pond at some point, and because of that, the National Football League is now investigating. Yes, and all in the same bed, which is amazing. You got the pizza, the two people, and the powder all in bed. That's amazing. That sounds like an interesting uh, combination. Was the pizza... I didn't see this photo. Was was this Instagram? It was a video that has surfaced. You can find it on YouTube and you know, just Google it. You'll find it. But it's a little eight-second video. It's very quick. 
you have to freeze frame it to see what appears to be the mysterious white powder that's in lines with what appears to be a credit card the gal is holding. It could be a supplement. And then you got the pizza that's sitting on top of the bed sheets, which is, I mean, I hope that thing isn't. Wait, it wasn't in the, the box? Was it in the box? No, or was it's in it the on box. The bed like sheet? a good pie? Like a big pie? Deep dish? Are we talking? No, I'd say kind Thin of a crust. standard European kind of looking pie. It's Ooh. a, you know, just typical crust, but it's got the big, huge, fat pepperonis, which, you know, I don't yeah. you know. Yeah, the small pepperoni. I'm with you, know, you on that. I like this. Some people, you know, there's Dave. as far as like romantic things to do with food in the bedroom, chocolate strawberries or maybe drizzle some uh-uh. syrup. I'm all about the deep dish. Just slather me, just mm-hmm. deep dish, pepperoni sausage <laughs> all over my chest. Just burn your mouth on the hot sauce. <laughs> oh, no. yeah, oh, yeah. So hot. Oh, that's such a bad image. I just got my. No, I, don't even, I don't even need no. the drug. Just give me the, just give me the deep dish. Forget the powder. Forget the coke. Just give me the. I'll pizza. use your credit card to cut the deep dish. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> that actually sounds amazing. I think that could work. <laughs> Lick off your visa. Oh, stop! <laughs> stop! I'm so grossed out right now. Oh, you want to yeah. be more grossed out? Yeah. Oh, why not? Familiar with uh, Sergio Ramos of Real Madrid? Just I say am. yes. He plays yeah, soccer. Why, yeah, okay. why not? yeah, he's yeah, a soccer sure. player. He's really sure. good. He's a captain of Real Madrid. He's also a captain with the uh, Spanish national team. Anyway, he was on the pitch the other day and mysteriously left the pitch. Thought it was an injury, but it's kind of weird. He's sprinting full speed off the pitch during a uh, what happened to be a 2-1 victory. Any reason why he may have sprinted off the pitch to the locker room, well, boys? I, guess I can think of one. That- yeah. That's the one. He crapped himself. What? Oh, he didn't make it? <laughs> oh, no. Wait, did he did he did it happen on the pitch and then he ran off or did it happen while he was running? According to the manager, Zinedine oh. Zidane, quote after the game, Ramos bleeped himself a bit. So he went to the bathroom for a moment. Yeah. Ramos also posted a Twitter uh, or a, a photo on Instagram uh, in Spanish, but the translation nature calls out and back in, reload, team goal, back home. Let's keep it up. I think that would be my biggest fear as a professional athlete, having something to eat the night before or the morning The fact of. he didn't make it is really sort of impressive. I mean, ordinarily, you, you do make it. But if you didn't we've make been, it... We've all been there. We usually make it. But if you didn't make it, why go in at that point? Don't you just you, keep playing? I think you probably got to clean yourself up. Do you? I, I probably would. I think I if would. If it was me, I probably would. I'd probably like to get a new pair of shorts, sure. All right, I mean, this, uh, Mark Schlereth, that might have been a number that, one. That was a number one. That was totally, that's different. Then I wouldn't care. And it's just soccer. You play man down all the time. You're gone for two minutes. That's you true. run back out there, you know, just little and, shift you know, change. If it's hockey, it'd be a disadvantage to leave the ice. But those breezers can probably oh, hide hockey. a pretty aggressive load if needed. That's a diaper right there. <laughs> Adult diaper. Not breezers. to mention the smell of the breezers is bad enough already. Yeah, no one's going to know. What's an added deuce? Exactly. Uh, how do we feel about Joe Tessitore taking Monday Night Football uh, play-by-play reigns from Sean McDonough? Underwhelmed. Okay, so I right didn't. Now. I honestly did not know that until you just said it, which tells you all you need to know about Monday Night Football. Happened Friday night. They, they announced that McDonough's going back to college football on Friday night, and and then the first story I saw said they, they have yet to pick a play-by-play guy and threw out like four names, and an hour after that, it was Joe Desator. Uh Do we know, so so are they, ESPN's trying to get Peyton Manning. He's out. Is, yeah, so, okay. Peyton has said no thanks. He uh, has not said anything to Fox yeah. that's been reported anyway. So, uh, so your candidates include my guy, Randy Moss. Make it a three-man booth. Is, it, is he an official candidate? Yes. I don't Make, know if he'd be good in that structure. I think he might he's not way, be he's great. He's a little more loosey-goosey. I think he might not be great at first, but I, I think if they put him with 
two guys who got him at all, he'd become really good. Anybody paying attention to Kirk Cousins on Twitter lately? Uh, he was tweeting a couple non-sequitur things over the weekend that had nothing to do with free agency. Well, it's got to do with, uh, Frank, frankly, the most important Sesame Street character in the world. The moon got it round like cookie and has little dots like cookie crumbs. Yeah, yeah. And that can only mean one thing. The moon is big, giant cookie up in the sky. Ah, nom, 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 nom. Yeah, and... Me going to jump high as me can. Yeah, and when we get there, me going to do the old um nom 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 nom. C is for Cookie. I mean, think about that, what Cookie Monster just said. He's looking up at the moon, and all he can think is cookies, right? Yep. It's incredible. And Kirk Cousins took notice. Watching Sesame Street with Cooper, his son, this morning. This was Saturday. You got to admire Cookie Monster's consistency after all these years. The man knows what he wants and doesn't deviate. True. I love this song. That, yes, who doesn't? But it's just a great song. Kirk Cousins, you know what? 35 mil now. I'm going up to 35 just for just for his devotion to the Cookie Monster. Um, speaking of the uh, the previous stuff item here, the Chad says the powder on the Odell Beckham slash French model in the in the video was actually Parmesan cheese for the pizza. Is what he's either he's either reading it or speculating it, but you wouldn't just like put the parmesan. Which you cheese would cut out up with a credit card. I don't. I'm hey, not, we you got know the what? parmesan. How can we cut it up? Here's a credit card. If you're really into parmesan cheese, wouldn't you snort it though? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's portion control, right? You don't want so much, so you you know really. Have you guys ever taken a bite of deep dish and then snorted the parmesan cheese and done it that way? Uh, no, no, yeah, I uh, haven't. It's life changing. I'm more of a thin crust guy myself. I never but. add the par- extra Parmesan cheese to the pizza. No, no, you, you're, you that, that's what you're into, Phil. More crushed, re- more crushed red pepper guy than yeah. Parmesan, but little little smattering of Parmesan cheese. Sure, that's fair. It was Parmesan cheese cut up with a credit card, <laughs> not cocaine at all. No, uh, <laughs> mentioning uh, ESPN and uh, the changes to Monday Night Football. A new report from Sports Business Journal, boys. ESPN and the NFL are at odds. What? From the story, quote, the NFL's complaints ranged from the number of times ESPN's Outside the Lines covered the concussion issue to the number of stories from feature writers Don Van Natta and Seth Wickersham about Commissioner Roger Goodell's salary, the league's handling of player protests, palace intrigue at the Patriots, and the ongoing dispute between Goodell and Cowboys owner Jerry Jones. The NFL is sick of the coverage. Those are they're mad about. So what's their threat? Okay. Stop writing mean things about us, you bunch of jerks. I'll give you worse games on Monday but night. But that's the risk. You what, so when you get these multi-billion-dollar relationships between media platform and entity, and then entity looks and says, "Wait a second, uh, this is a little too negative for us." Yeah. Back off. That's the problem ESPN runs into. Do you Do you guys recall a series in about 2003 called? Playmakers that was extremely successful yes. and, and was doing very well. And the National Football League basically went to ESPN and said, remove that series from your air or there will be consequences. And insinuated the, that would mean taking the, their games off the network at some point when the contract came up. They'll take this seriously. So wasn't so Ballers is wildly successful and it's one of the top viewed mm-hmm. shows on HBO. I think it was the top viewed show on HBO the last it's like three seasons in with The Rock. Playmakers was basically that, but 15 years earlier. Correct. And the league went and the league went nuts. But my point is, 
this is a, a sticky wicket for ESPN because if they tell the league, go away, we don't care, and the league says, okay, that's fine, but n- next contract comes up, you're done here, that's a real problem for and, them. And so. don't forget ESPN is probably not happy with the, uh, the NFL considering they pay, what, almost $2 billion a year for a crappy yeah, load of uh, Monday Night Football. This games. is true. Yeah. Hey, before we break here, Judd, can we get you a comb? Why is that? Yeah, what is going on up top What's there? going on? Oh, today you look like a bird. You have this, this, this oh, oh, the giant thing right okay. in the middle of your head. It's so like, I put like the a, gel. It's like a faux hawk or okay, something. Okay, so I put the gel in, in my hair early this morning, but I slightly missed where I was aiming for with my hand. Did you get it in your eye? So I stuck it on the side here, and so yeah, I saw that. I think it actually looks sort of cool. No, I no, think it, it looks actually sort of cool. I think I started. You know what? That's fine. But you just wait. This is how trends start. Somebody rips it, and the next thing. Three people will see it, and they'll put their hair just like I've got it today, and it'll become a trend. Yeah, hey, I saw on on one of those fashion shows, there were five uh-huh. supermodels with with ripped-up Blackhawk hoodies. Uh-huh. So I think you're onto something here. Next thing, you know, like a trendsetter. next thing you know, I'll be in, in a European hotel with uh, pizza on my bed and some powder, some cheese, and uh, credit card, and supermodels. Uh-huh. A whole new lifestyle coming up for Before me. Before you just ran the hand through the hair again, you kind of look like Cameron Diaz and something about Mary after the, uh, <laughs> you know. You know what? Incident. It's gel. It, that's because there was gel in my <laughs> oh, hair. Sure. It should have looked like that. Uh-huh. Air quotes. That's yeah. what it was. Aggressive it was gel. Air quotes. Uh, we might have an interesting, what appears to be deleted tweet what? from Xavier Rhodes regarding a Vikings quarterback. Rhodes closed? Potential well, tamper? We'll, we'll, was, was there potential we'll, tampering? We'll get to it here in just a little bit from the TCL Broadcast Studios. Mackie and Judd. Phil Mackey. I like his odds of uh, of replacing somebody on TNT. Judd Zolgad. Just a genuinely awesome guy. Very giving of his time. Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Join Judd Zolgad and his hair gel at 1500 ESPN. It's that gel life. That's gel right. life, baby. It's my new gel, gel life. life. He'll be at Tuttles and Hopkins 530 to 730 this Wednesday. The 14th for the ultimate college football or college basketball, I should say. Football's over. There's no basketball now. It's a viewing party. Uh, there will be basket pong, prizes galore, some bracketology perhaps, hair advice, and fantastic beer specials. Come on out and watch the field unfold. It's sponsored by Dosaki's. More details at 1500ESPN.com. Keyword events. Judd Zolgad just living that gel it's life. It's the gel lifestyle that I now lead. <laughs> Makes me so okay, cool. The front of your hair, it's turned into like gelled horns. Turn toward Dave. Here. <laughs> I just ran my. It's like the Chicago well, we Bulls logo is sitting on it. top of your well, take, take a picture and tweet it. We're talking about this. We should show the listeners. Here, let me take a picture. Okay, oh. hold on a second here. And I won't touch it. Because no, I do don't tend touch to, it. I, I, I really do it. wish okay. we had gotten a picture before, too, because you had this thing right in the middle of your head. I mean, it wasn't in the front, it wasn't in the back, it was right in the middle of the top of your head. Let me tell you just right a now big old wave sticking straight the up. The key to gel life is surprise. <laughs> You never know when you run your hand through your hair what you're going to get. That's the gel life. You never know. You never know what you're going to get. God, don't look at me. You b- start I, taking me seriously because I, this is this is going to be this is going oh, to be a new style. No one's taking you seriously since you quit writing. <laughs> Writes just for, still right for 1500ESPN.com. Oh, sorry, I, I'm a collar guy. Oh, more of a, more of a collar guy. That's fine. Uh, uh, Dave Harrigan, while we have your attention here, yes, let's go to the how long until NFL teams, agents, and players can tamper legally update desk? It is very exciting. You hit that music right there just as we broke. 
past the eight-minute mark. We are at seven minutes and 43 wow. seconds. Wow. So pretty soon here in wow. uh, in seven minutes, mm. NFL teams, Kirk Cousins no longer needs a burner phone, and Rick Spielman can just pick pick up his desk phone and they can talk to each other. Or not the each landline? other, right? The agent. He's going to pick up the landline? I don't think the... Is it that they can't meet face-to-face or that you can't talk to the player, only the oh, no, agent? No, I think you can talk to the player and agent, but I don't think that you can meet until Wednesday and you can't... You can agree to terms in the next two days, but you can't actually sign the paper... Therefore, the team can't announce okay. it. Can you FaceTime? You know, that's a very good question. That's yeah, a. Ve- yeah, I don't know. I don't, that's I don't, a meeting phone know. call hybrid right there. I, you're right. I don't know about that. I'm not sure if you can have facial communication like that. I'll give that some serious thought. Not sure if that's allowed. I'll find out. <laughs> uh, how about this for another layer? Chad tweets into the show. And I, I searched for this tweet, did not find it. Possible it got deleted, but let's go with it. Chad said Xavier Rhodes may have let the cat out of the bag with a tweet to Von Miller, Broncos. And the tweet was apparently, quote, Minnesota, sorry, bro. Hmm. Now, Von Miller was on NFL Network last week. Yeah, he's been a professing main, his love for Kirk Cousins. He's been a main recruiter. He's been out there publicly. So what other reason would Xavier Rhodes have to tweet at Von Miller? Well, sorry, bro, Minnesota. Well, un- unless Xavier, yeah, and and it was interesting because the uh, Diana Rossini ESPN report last night that she tweeted out had Kirk Cousins linked to the Vikings, the Jets, and the Cardinals. The Broncos were completely out already. Mm. So take from that. I mean, the Cousins camp, my guess is said. Denver can't afford them. How quickly, starting in uh, five plus minutes, when teams can agree, you can agree to the Broncos. How quickly will Kirk Cousins agree to terms with a team, with the Vikings? Like, is it going to happen in the first five minutes, or are are they going to let this thing play out until Wednesday? Well, in reality, I think that there's a very decent chance that he agreed to terms three days ago. Now, the only change could be if the Jets come in and say, bleep it, we will give you the moon. Which national guy gets it first? Or gal? Uh, Justine Anderson? Kirk Cousins. I'm going to... Rap Sheet? I'm going to guess it's either Rap Sheet or Schefter. I'm going to guess... Schefter's been lying in the weeds a little bit on this thing. Yeah, he has been. Rap Sheet's been on top of it, right? I could see Rap Sheet. Well, Pelissero was... I, I, I wouldn't... You know what? Pelissero was a dark horse to break that news officially. Camped out at Winter Park. I don't know what the, you know what the, it. that that's a good question. I don't know what their what their hierarchy structure is there as far as who's supposed to break news. I think Rap Sheets one, Tommy is two. So I but they think, work closely together, right? Right. But what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is, I think I think Rap Sheet likes to get the tweet out first. But I could see him him. So Tommy would it. would dish the. Assist. You know what might have happened? Actually, actually, now that you bring this up, we might have had the the leak. Might have come on, let's say Saturday or Sunday, but you can't report it until Monday, and then it's got to be so, from so the yes. So the conspiracy theory could be that the it's deal embargoed until yeah, so eleven oh three or something. You can report it at you know eleven thirty five. Okay, Central did, let's go back to the update desk here. How long until teams, players, and agents? can tamper legally with each other, Dave. We are nearing the four-minute mark, boys. Four minutes and seven. Six. Wow. Five. Oh, count it down. Yes! Happy NFL Free Agent Christmas Eve, gentlemen. Here here is is what happened at some point. The National Football League said, this NCAA tournament bracket stuff, out of control. Too much. We're being ignored. 
The National Football League came up with the legal tampering period to submarine what used to be a day of bracket talk. That's what this is. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's not that's out of what, the realm. That's I, what I this is. How uh, can by the we... way, it was Instagram, and someone grabbed a screenshot and sent it here. Vikings report. Xavier Rhodes tweeted at Von Miller, he's coming to Minnesota, brother. Sorry. Instagram action. Yeah, could All be right. some back and forth. So uh, when Kirk Cousins agrees to terms here in about three and a half minutes, we'll keep you posted. But we're also <laughs> going to get Derek Falvey on the show when we come back. Talk about Lance Lynn signing, uh, the entire offseason, Dozier's comments. So stay tuned. Mackie and Judd from the TCL Broadcast Studios.